Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast. It's good to be back. I can't remember the last time I was here, but I'm joined by a very happy Simon Bykowski. Hello. How are you? Very nice. I like your jumper today. Do you? Thank yeah. I like your shirt as well. It's a sort of... I don't know how to tell it to this. It's like a minty sort mm. of Seinfeld nineties. <laughs> well, you know, I like to say relevant. So. Yeah. Well, I watched all of Seinfeld when I was at uni, back to back, every episode. It's a show in I've never seen. Haven't you? I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me started. I hate Friends, the TV show, because most of the jokes are stolen from Seinfeld. Right. Okay. So um, I'm a big fan of Curb, so... Oh, yeah, and it's Larry David, so you would like yeah. it. It's like Curb, but for the pre-Watershed yeah. sort of generation in the 90s. A bit safer, okay. quite funny, yeah. quite cult following, but it's quite good. I implore you to listen to it and watch it. If you're not already listening to the Talking City podcast, don't delay the podcast for it. <laughs> Only do it if you've got extra time after you listen to this. Uh, so I had another nice weekend watching City. Um, after, well, Liverpool played on the Sunday, they did respond themselves, but... It was down to City to take advantage and put the pressure on Liverpool and they did that against a much-changed Watford side. Yeah, I mean, you've described it as a nice weekend. I don't want to sound like I take my job for granted or anything because it's always a pleasure to uh, to be paid to watch football games, but it was another rubbish game. Like, City tried, Watford didn't. Watford couldn't be bothered playing football. Made the first half very slow and sluggish and... City deserved the victory in the end because they had the quality to break down Watford. So it was a very important three points in the end. Yeah, I guess, uh, as you said, I mean, the fact that Watford turned up and they didn't try to play to play football. I mean, is, is that in itself a compliment to City that seven changes were made by, by uh, Grazia? The fact that he knew that maybe this was a game that they weren't prioritising themselves. Because they've had a really good season, Watford. There were some really big results. Yeah. I was surprised myself to see they hadn't gone for it because I thought they could have maybe capitalised on the nerves that City would be having it. Yeah, I mean, I think they have an FA Cup quarter to prepare for, which is obviously very big for them. Um, I think as well, Pep mentioned it after the game that they'd gone to Anfield to play 4-4-2 and lost 5-0. So maybe that was in the head. Bournemouth got hammered at Arsenal and then changed the way they played for City. So I think teams do set up defensively against City, but... They seem to be taking the mick a bit at the minute. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess maybe that worked for Newcastle. Was that over Christmas? Uh, I can't even remember how far it was. Yeah, I mean, between... That's a one-off, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, between them, Bournemouth, Watford and West Ham have had one shot on target (laughs) against City. Uh, No, two two shots on target, sorry. That's not doing me disservice. And one of those was a goal. So, you know, if you get a shot on target, you might score. But you have to get... You have to try to get a shot on target to score. Yeah, exactly. I must also point out to the listeners, if it seems like me and Sai are trying to rush us through, Sai has got a hot date with Pep Guardiola <laughs> coming up. In about 15 minutes' time, he's off to the uh, 
the Etihad campus, is that what yes, we're calling it? The yeah, CFA to football never stops, so it's the big big Schalke game coming up. Yeah. Which Champions League picture looks very different than it, it did last week before United and Ajax went yeah, through. Yeah, anything can happen. I mean, one of the advantages of playing in the Champions League is we'll have our old friend VAR back. That wasn't in action on Saturday night. That, that opening goal you've got to talk about for Sterling, uh, I mean, it shouldn't have stood. It did stand, but... Should it not have stood? I don't... I mean, I, I'd love to know what the linesman and the referee actually spoke about and why why they had to deliberate. If the linesman knew it hit Aguero, then of course it shouldn't stand. But is Sterling not... See, it's this grey area about whether Sterling is interfering in play until he touches it. Because Harry Kane won a penalty in the North London derby, even though he was offside, mm. because... He hadn't touched the ball yet. Before. I think yeah, that's a different so, discussion. So it was deemed that he wasn't interfering with play, but he's going for the ball in the box. He's interfering yeah. with play. But I would say that it, Kane should have been given offside, mm. and it shouldn't have been a penalty. I agree but, with that. You know, some ex-referees said that is a penalty, and Sterling doesn't touch the ball when he's offside. But a defender kicks the ball onto him and it goes in. I don't think it should have stood. But if you're going to give the Kane one, I can see why. That one's given. So I think, yeah, I think, and the whole problem in that is the fact there is so little clarity, and the fact, yeah, it's different referees and they all have different opinions as well on it. Yeah, and I, I thought the VAR thing against Otamendi against Schalke was silly because it's not a clear and obvious error, and I thought the PSG thought one against did. United was don't get me started w- was sillier. And I think if you people are saying VAR clears everything up, well, it doesn't because if UEFA are making a subjective call on what is an acceptable amount of sort of arm leverage yeah how far you're allowed to have your arms out before it is away from your body or making your body bigger I thought it was telling in the Champions League that like every ex-player said no you can't jump with your arms behind your back you can't do that unless you want to fundamentally change the game to give more of an advantage to the attackers then you cannot say that you know you're giving such a that jumping with your arms by your sides is away from the body. So I think a lot of people are saying, oh, VAR needs more work, but I think UEFA and the governing bodies just need to clear up the handball rule and clear up the offside rule because it's not VAR that's been shown up to be daft as much as these ambiguous rules that we don't really know what counts as what, you know, what is interfering with play, what is having your arms away from your body. Yeah, I think as well. What the interesting point that the Champions League has sort of sort of amplified is the fact that each governing body has different rules. I don't understand how, it, if it is just one sort of sport, how that can. Yeah, if it is just, I don't get how the rules because there's a lot of people say. I know this is about United, but they're saying that penalty would not be given in the Premier League, but in the Champions League, it fit in with their criteria. But that makes no sense at all because surely you've got to be for it to be a fair sport, which is they all go on about fair play. But if you're given, if you're penalising teams for different for the same incident whether it's in Europe or not is completely farcical as well yeah and it I mean the Sterling offside is one that probably gets given one time out of ten yeah um, and yet could by the letter of the law be correct the Kimpembe handball is uh, probably gets given two times out of ten but again it's this clear and obvious error like was it a clear and obvious error to for the referee not to give that handball, was it clear and obvious to not give it when it hit Otamendi against Schalke? No, not really. So I'm not really sure why 
VAR's being used or or why the referees are coming to the decision that it was a clear and obvious error when they're yeah. not really. It's those work, they've almost stitched themselves up using that clear and obvious line so many times and then they just undermine it going forward. It's just they're losing any credibility almost. Yeah, so the, the funny thing is, as I, I wrote in my match report now, that City have benefited from a call. It might um, see them speed up and, and change the rules because they certainly did that with VAR with Sterling... Uh, when he fell over for that penalty against Shakhtar in the Champions League suddenly VAR was rushed forward and used in the knockout rounds because you know to get rid of these things yeah and this moral outrage about Sterling should have said that he fell over and all this so um, he should have just given up his wage and just he should refuse to have ever played against there and then Um, disgrace he should have to exploit that but uh, oh well while we're on Sterling it's hard to ignore the fact even if it was a controversial opener hat-trick against uh, Watford over the weekend Uh, where do you think he ranks amongst maybe I mean the question Ash our producer written here is the best wingers in the world but even amongst City's best players I used what, what are they called those finger inverted commas inverted commas using my one hand there um, or air quotes or air quotes whatever you want to call them please yeah. do let us know um, <laughs> um, maybe not unless you've got another City point to make but do get in touch if you want to but yeah um, Sterling um, where do you think how vital do you think he is for, for City at the moment do you think there would be a different side without him in the squad or because I feel like he doesn't get it's difficult because he's almost gone to the fact where, you have to, where everyone's praising them a lot now yeah we were having this with Ash last week and is he one of the best players in the world yes but who would buy is he City's player of the year possibly not despite how good he's been that's just how good City's squad are so I mean Real Madrid were interested in buying him but he's now signed up long term deal so you would expect him to stay where he is certainly for the the foreseeable but yeah I mean you saw it against West Ham when he came off the bench when Sané and Mahrez had not performed and instantly he came on and made a difference. He's just got that spark about him that he causes problems for, for defenders because they're not sure what he's going to do with the ball. He's got that element of chaos that means that it's so hard for for players to try and stop him. Um, and Watford was another example where he's um, he's stood up and he's made the difference which he's done a lot over the last few years and to watch him grow under Guardiola has been pretty spectacular because I can't think of too many other players that have come on at, at the rate that he has yeah, exactly. Uh, usually in the podcast, this is where we would have paused for our, our halftime quiz question. Um, thankfully, this week, Ash has given us a quiz question, not given any of us the answer. So, <laughs> not sure how that would have gone anyway. Like I said, we are rushed anyway. So, we'll get on to the Champions League. And Stu's joined us as well. <laughs> this is the uncut version of the uh, Talking City podcast, all the juicy extras. Just thought we'd better start because it's half 12, isn't it? Stew's here anyway. We'll we'll keep this in the podcast. It adds a bit of colour for our, our I'm loyal. Not well, you know. No, you're not. Are you feeling better now, Stew? Or I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. The prospect of seeing Schalke on Tuesday that's enough to to get you excited. I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. Just in time for the quiz question. Oh, great. Which we don't know the answer to. The quiz question I was asked was how many goals have City scored in the Champions League this season. I've got no idea, to be honest. Answers on a postcard. I can't remember how many they scored on the Saturday. <laughs> Should we just have, have a guess? Whoever gets the closest can be today's winner. How many goals have they scored in the Champions League so far this season? Um, I would guess 19. I'll go for 18. <sighs> 
19, Cy wins. Well done. Are you yes. pleased with yourself? Yeah. Something in my head said they scored 16 in the group, so... No, and they scored three last time, didn't they? Yeah, and I guess that puts us nicely onto... One of them was offside. That's true, actually. 18. <laughs> okay, Stu, you win. <laughs> Thank you. That's fine. So, yeah. Last time against Schalke as well, it was that remarkable comeback uh, with 10 men for City. Um, as you mentioned a bit earlier, Si, and this one maybe for you, for you, Stu, do you think maybe what we saw in the Champions League last week, we saw two remarkable comebacks. Do you think that means that any complacency for City has maybe been kicked out of them anyway before yeah, they get into the game? Yeah, it was certainly a big wake-up call for anybody who thought that, that they were through. I mean, there are sort of differences. You know, Ajax are a... Looked, looked a fantastic team from what I saw at, at, at Real Madrid uh, United obviously on a resurgence you know and that was a, an exceptional performance from them you, you kind of wonder whether Schalke have got that in them um, the last time I looked they were losing 4-0 at home to Fortuna Dusseldorf or somebody you know so you kind of think have they got that kind of performance in them to come to, to, come to City and, and win but you know they <laughs> The words complacent and Manchester City don't really go together these days because Guardiola basically doesn't allow it. You know, he, he, he will not let that team go out into the field thinking they've got this one wrapped up. Um, and I'm sure that what Ajax did and what United did will uh, will form part of his his talk in the build-up to the game. You know, any, anyone who's feeling that it's over and done with uh, I better think again, and if, if they do show any signs that they think it's over, they, they won't be playing, or they'll be they'll be hooked off the the field pretty quickly. So uh, I can't see that being a problem. But it's, it's a Champions League game, you know. Schalke are there on merit. Um, they've not been having a great season, but they've, they've got they've got players who can hurt you, as we saw in the first. Oh, it was a bizarre one in the first leg. Like, they had officials who could hurt them really rather than players, but. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they won't. City won't be going out thinking that they've, they've got it won, but they, they'll be juggling the players. That's for sure. Between this game and, and Swansea on Saturday, and then they've got a break, of course. Which one of you <coughs> fellows has the joy of going to Swansea on Saturday? That'll be me. Are you excited That'll for that one? Love a trip to Wales, don't you? Land of our fathers. I thought we'd seen the back of them, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) I've got nothing against Swansea. They're a lovely club, and it's a nice... I love that part of the world. I've been on holiday there. Not to Swansea itself, obviously, but... (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) You give with one hand and you take with the other, Yeah, yeah, well, you know, nothing nothing against Swansea. But it's just so far away, isn't it? it? You know, you get to Cardiff, and then you see the signs saying Swansea 50 miles. So you you get them relegated, and you punch in the air because you don't have to go there this season, and they draw them in the cup, of course. So, uh, so we'll be heading down there, and uh, but yeah, you know, I guess City have been really lucky with the cup draws mm. in the Champions League and in in the domestic. Cups yeah, because of season. course they had that that bizarre run, didn't they? For I can't remember what the exact figure was, but they used to always get Premier League teams at home, didn't they? Yes, well, the they, they had a run. I can't remember the specific figures, but they had a run where they got either a Premier League team or a, high flying a top six yeah. championship team in other words what they were pushing for promotions to the Premier League for umpteen times on the run um, it just seemed bizarre I put the stats to uh, a, a stats boffin at Manchester <laughs> University mathematicians they're called are they are, are they uh, I think stats and maths are different actually but, um, and he came up with odds against it happening 
And I put those odds to Betfred, I think it was, our local friendly bookmaker, and he claimed that the odds against City getting that run of draws were roughly the same as they would give you for Donald Trump being the first man on Mars (laughs) or for Usain Bolt to score the winning goal in an FA Cup final. So City fans have long held that there was some kind of agenda against them in terms of cup draws and everything else. Uh, and stats like that kind of feed into yeah. that, that conspiracy theory. It wasn't, of course. It was just, it was just incredibly bad luck, you know. And, uh, and, and that's quickly forgotten <coughs> because you know, now there's people saying, City always get easy draws. I saw lots of Liverpool fans tweeting that after yeah. they got drafted <coughs> once. There's a Liverpool thread that yeah. went on Twitter. So everything's working for City this season. They're going to win the quad, aren't they? Because they keep on getting easy draws. But also, I mean, uh, Jose Mourinho raised it recently and Pep had a slight bite back, um, but said, oh, they had an easy draw in the Champions League. Well, the reason they've had a decent draw in the Champions League is because the group won. So like, you know... Yeah. If you win your group, that's a reward. Technically, yeah. you get it easier. I'm using these again, aren't we? Well, no, but you know, the actual group that they got oh, yeah. was... Um, <laughs> was better than what other teams got because they were the only English club in, in pot one. Yeah. So you get teams that are, are less of that's your reward for doing well, for winning your league and for being, you know, having European. And of course that's Jose Mourinho lost to Basel and Seville last year in the Champions League. Yeah. Anyway, isn't it? So. Yeah. But it's the idea that they have had easy draws in the domestic cups. Um, mm. Having had, hard draws for a long time but I'm getting a bit more something's brewing with Swansea I think it's, really um, yeah. Wigan take two yeah I think that <laughs> could be a more difficult game than probably I have made out for a few weeks we shall see but I guess of course I mean City still have it all to do on a on Tuesday night when they do take on Schalke what approach do you think Schalke should go for Stu because obviously we've seen some teams have have, have maybe their reward when they do attack City and, and get at them but as we saw and we mentioned earlier before you were here Watford sort of just accepted defeat when they turned up on Saturday it seemed well Schalke, Schalke did that on their own patch you, you thought going to, you know they've got such a big passionate crowd in Gelsenkirk and I thought that they'd go for it they'd, you know Bundesliga teams usually don't show any fear they, they feel they can they can cope with anybody but they just sat back against City in, in that game um, which surprised me greatly because I thought that was their one chance of going through I thought if, if they'd have got at City um, you know Offenheim gave City a bit of a scare in the group game um, and you expect it from German teams you expect them to, to be a bit more uh, positive and, and confident uh, but they didn't really show that. Perhaps that was a reflective of the, the fact that they'd been rubbish in their own league. Um, but they, they sat back and then suddenly found themselves in front with two penalties, uh, and then they couldn't really handle that. They couldn't, you know, and and it still looked like City were, were, were would would win if anybody would win the game. Even at ten men, I thought City were looking more likely to to win the game, and that's of course what they did. So you kind of think coming to City, what? What have they got? You know, are they, are, are, can they? I, I suspect they'll do the same. I suspect they'll do the same as Watford. They'll set up defensively and hope for a break, hope for a mistake, um, because otherwise they could just get panned. And whether that'll be good for them, you know, I think that they're in a bit of a relegation. Fourteenth, they lost four-two to Vedder Bremen on Friday night as well. So Did not, they, right? not the best preparation for the game. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, if if, if they're looking over the shoulders at relegation, I would imagine the last thing their morale needs is to come to City and get 
five or six stuck past them, which City are capable of, as we know. So I would think that they will they will sit in and uh, damage limitation, and then possibly hope to grab one, one or two goals on the break, as they did in in the home game. So do you agree? You think that that's what we're likely to see from Schalke, even if maybe they, they shouldn't? Because I guess maybe to at least start off with, they've got to keep it tight at the back. But then, you know, yeah, the uh, fact that the away goals as well really helps see the fact they've got three. Yes, I, I think I'm coloured from watching the last three City games. I just really want a team to try and attack them. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that, much to ask. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I can see that a heavy defeat would not be uh, what they'd what they'd want. I think it, it's tough with the away goals and even if you defend as well as you can defend against City, they still might score at least one. So that is, they're sort of in a no-win situation going into this game. But stranger things have happened and um, it tends to have been in Europe when City have kind of been surprised by the way teams have set up this season. Uh, Hoffenheim gave him a bit of a scare Leon did very well against him um, but I think what happened against Basel last season when City coasted the first leg and then played a scratch team and lost and then lost to Wigan I think in the FA Cup so it was I'm not sure whether that game kind of took a bit of momentum from mm. him so I think Guardiola will have that in mind when he sort of plans for this game and will go very strong. Yeah, well, we've already jinxed when Tuesday night with Jinx Saturday as well. I guess while we're here, Stu, who do you want in the quarterfinal draw? <laughs> well, I look probably look at it a little differently to others, to, certainly to City fans. Um, I'd like a nice a nice trip somewhere, fairly warm. Porto would be nice <laughs> if that's if that's possible. If you could arrange that, you don't fancy Tottenham, Liverpool. No, that's not European away, is it? No, you exactly. Know? I remember last that, season. That is the worst European away ever. Liverpool last season. Why would you want to go? Would Liverpool? you not be tempted by United? Uh, no, again. It's not a European away. European away is about going somewhere, preferably Swansea. that you've never been before. Yeah, Swansea would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wrexham, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if we get back in the Welsh Cup, there's yeah. a way. There's a way if we get the European Cup wins Cup. We need to get that petition going, I think. We're well, not excited, Liverpool, last season. <coughs> Packing your bag for an overnight stay and well, this is getting it, on the you? plane to Liverpool. Getting his right. shield ready. Yeah, I, I, I lobbied for us to treat it like any other European away and go stop at a nice hotel in Liverpool. and uh, Nice. Go see the sights, you know. Go see the liver building and have a wander around the docks and that. Mm. But, but nobody's seen tour up bus. for it. <laughs> Funnily enough, um, no, you don't want an open top bus in Liverpool, <laughs> mate. <laughs> but I, did, I seem to think did City do their pre-match media here? Yes. Yeah, and then travel. Yeah. So, yeah, so again, it doesn't even feel like it felt like a no. Carabao Cup game or something. Yeah. It's like we're just going it, on a day. It did. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want you want European games are, are about that about going somewhere exotic, some, somewhere you you maybe I've been to Porto before, but I'd be I'd be happy with Porto away if if they get. Um, if, if that, that was a possibility and I guess as well um, the final point on that before we go um, is that City are probably, I think they're still bookmakers favourites to win the whole thing so I guess I mean the narrative from City fans point of view is fear nobody if you've got to, got to win it you want to, to beat whoever you can but I guess with the Premier League title race so tight they would maybe want Porto or, or Ajax even though you've seen what they've already done I don't think they care like you say I don't think there's an outstanding team left in the competition there's not a team that City would I think 
Liverpool maybe the I think, I think they're the one team that struggle against fear over two legs and Liverpool are by no means expected to go through against Bayern so I, I think we're really flawed by recording this before City even through aren't we but yes yeah 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 it would be the biggest disappointment of the season if City don't make the quarterfinal until Saturday night <laughs> No, no, no. I think it would be bigger if they, Do you? if they went out of the last 16. I think, it Especially would. when it's quite an open tournament this year as well, isn't it? With Real out and... Yeah, and we've, you know, Stu talks about how bad Schalke have been this year. And you're going to lose one of Atletico or Juve tonight when we record this as well, which are yeah. two teams who I think defensively could cause City problems and be yeah. get gritty wins, so... Yeah. I think when you see results like Ajax pulled off at Real Madrid and, and probably to a lesser extent United did at Paris it makes you realise just how wide open this competition is because Real Madrid I know they've had the problems in, in the domestic league but they, they're always good in the Champions yeah, League I they've got it. that that presence about them haven't they they've got that feeling that we're Real Madrid and this is our competition and then they've just been absolutely blitzed at home by, by Ajax you know I don't think anybody saw that coming and it kind of City have suffered in recent years perhaps not in the last last season or two but they've suffered a little bit of an inferiority complex in Europe you get the feeling they've never truly thought that they belonged on the same platform as Real Madrid and Barcelona and, and Bayern and maybe Juventus but results like that will make them think well actually we do you don't you need know. to respect them anymore do you, you? yeah the respect goes out the window just go out and play play what's in front of you and you can beat them if Ajax can go to Real Madrid and win 4-1 we know for a fact that City can beat anybody in this competition, you know, uh, over two legs. Um, strangely, I, I would think that you want to avoid the English opposition. Yeah, all of them just... I mean, Si mentioned Liverpool as a team that they might have a bit of a mental thing about, but I, I don't think they'd fancy United either in, in United's current form. You wouldn't even fancy Tottenham in a lot of ways. Because they'd have nothing to... Yeah. I, think I think they'd have nothing I think Tottenham would have nothing to lose going to that exactly. it'd probably be at their new stadium they'd be like oh you know it'd be to salvage their season because they've petered out in the Premier League and I feel it'd be so much pressure on City if they were, if they were to get Spurs yeah I, th- I think you'd want to avoid English clubs if you could all the way to the final but um you know, it's a nice problem to have if you're in the last eight, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. it's a case of getting through and then taking what you're given, I suppose. Yeah, we'll see what Pep has to say. You two are about to shoot off to the CFA. Thank you very much for joining us and we wish you all the best, Stu, as well. We hope you're feeling <laughs> sprightly for Swansea on Saturday. Please send us a postcard while you're there. I'll bring you some rock. Thank you very much. Thank you very much as well for listening to the Talking City podcast. We will be back either later in the week or next week at least to to talk about the Champions League and about that FA Cup game against Swansea. Please subscribe if you haven't already and do leave us a review.